Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Wrap. It is the week of the 14th of May. What's on the agenda today? Well, we'll talk about Italian political risk. We'll talk about emerging markets, which have come under stress recently. And finally, we'll also digest the latest inflation data coming out of the United States. So political risk is again alive and well in Italy. We've seen a fair amount of negative action in the equity market as well as the bond market and some impact on the euro as well. What's been going on? We've had reports coming out over the last week that two populist parties, the Five Star Movement and the Lega Nord, are on the verge of agreeing a coalition deal. This is further confirmed over the weekend. This has been made possible by the fact that Berlusconi is no longer standing in the way of his election partner, the Lega, to join another coalition without him. Now, why is this a potential problem for markets? Well, these are two parties that have been quite Eurosceptical in recent years, so anti-Brussels, anti-Euro, etc. And in terms of fiscal policy, these parties don't quite have a prudent reputation either. We could see that already high debt-to-GDP ratio spike even further, beyond that 130% level. The risk then is that you'll see sharply higher yields on Italian debt, which can cause a whole host of other ripple effects. It would, for example, have a deleterious impact on Italy's banks, which hold a lot of this government debt, leading to a potentially freezing of the credit channel and thus quite a knock-on effect on growth as well, which would spill over across the continent. So how worried should we be Well, it is a risk for markets, but we should not be overly concerned for the time being. The Five Star, for example, has been rowing back significantly from its anti-Brussels stances and has even taken a referendum on the euro off the table. In addition, worth bearing in mind, while both parties are populist in approach, they do come from separate ends of the political spectrum. The Five Star's base is left-leaning and generally from the poorer south of the country, while Lega Nord, as the name suggests, is more of a petty bourgeois right-wing party with roots in the north. In other words, these are very different political animals, meaning it will be hard for them to work together, meaning as well that chances are that this coalition will be unable to get anything done, which in the end is a positive thing for investors. So what's the bottom line? Well, there is rising political risk in Italy. These two parties coming together is not a good thing and will likely generate negative headlines in the coming weeks and months. But it is still unlikely to spiral out of control, yet could continue to be an ongoing drag on European assets. And in this context, we reiterate our underweight position in European equities. Okay, let's turn our attention to emerging markets, which have come under stress lately. What is our view going forward then? Well, we still like emerging markets and we have a number of factors in our favor. First of all, the growth backdrop is solid. We are seeing growth rates of around 5% for EM as a whole, which is set to increase in the coming years, driven by a stable China, Brazil continuing to come out of its hole, and India powering ahead with good reform momentum. Better growth, in turn, is leading to a positive earnings outlook, which is magnified in emerging markets because a lot of the companies there have fairly high operating leverage. So earnings can really start moving when growth picks up. At the same time, we have valuations that are also supportive, especially out in Asia. That provides us with some downside protection and given equities in many places in the developed world are quite richly valued, 
in a relative context, then these should prove attractive for investors going forward. Then what about all those messy headlines related to Argentina and Turkey, etc.? Well, the events there are largely idiosyncratic in nature, meaning that they do not point to wider systemic issues for emerging markets. Why do we say this? Well, these are two countries that run high current account deficits, which is not the case in the bulk of EM. Actually, you see very good balance sheets in some countries, particularly in Asia, with ample FX reserves as well. Then there are also some unique political circumstances in these countries. In Turkey, you are seeing an erosion of democratic institutions under Erdogan, while in Argentina, it was basically a policy mistake by a politicized central bank. So if we take these factors together, we remain upbeat on emerging markets, despite some of these recent headwinds. Finally, let's digest the latest inflation numbers from the U.S., The CPI last week came in slightly lower than expected, the core number now standing at 2.1% year on year. So inflationary pressure is still relatively well contained. There's no sign of a major breakout occurring, confirming what we've also seen in the wage data over the last couple of months. This means we remain in something of a sweet spot, whereby growth is strong, while prices are rising, It is in a gradual way. Also worth noting is the Fed's reaction function in this context, which appears to be becoming decidedly more tolerant of a bit of inflation. Remember, they are now willing to tolerate a bit higher inflation above that 2% target. So we have a situation now whereby, yes, inflation is moving up, but it is a slow and gradual process, and the Federal Reserve is tolerant of it. In general, then, We are still in an environment supportive of risk assets, underpinning our overweight position in equities going forward. That is it from me. I wish you a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nordiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Mm-hmm.